What does it take to become an elite 40K player? How do the top competitors overcome bad dice? The Competitive 40K Network presents Art of War Unbroken. Insight into the game plans of the top players on the planet with your hosts, Blake Law and the Art of War Coaches. Welcome back to the Art of War Unbroken. So this is part two of the episode. So if you haven't listened to part one, you may not need to. It was our recap of the year, but go check it out anyway. It's pretty interesting. We are joined again by my co-host, the winner of the world, the loser of nothing. He is undefeated in life, undefeated since the 1980s, Mr. Brad Chester. Yes. I you like know what I'm intro of you, by the way? Because I've really 180 it. I called you a loser for like three months just to be yeah. I, I broke you down to build you up <laughs> i broke you down to build. i love everything about that <laughs> i talked so much craft to me it was fantastic i'm like i haven't even played a tournament you're yeah. like loser <laughs> one nothing you won nothing so our guest today the cult leader himself he's here to talk some eldar mr nick nana vadi that's my new way of introducing myself Kacha? Like, is it a crow or is it karate? No, no, that would be like a kaka. So you're doing a kacha, like a. I feel like, like, like you're, I feel like you're gonna get tased a lot if you keep introducing yourself like that. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get tased. You, All right, I, fine. I'll work on it. Okay, I'll work on it. Before we start, have you ever been tased? That's a. Um, no, I haven't. I'd like to keep it that way, honestly. Sadly yeah. enough, as with almost anything, where you go, have you? Have you? And never ever. I have, of course, been tased. I think that should be a bet. That should be a house bet. Someone gets to tase Nick if... Uh, what if he, is this? No. No. Veto. veto I like this power. a ton. I like yeah, this a ton. I think you should... I'm going to buy a taser. I'm going to buy a taser. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it logo with Art of War. We're getting Art of War <laughs> branded taser. It's going to be the, the, the art of taser. Yeah. I'm taking the the logos off of the internet. Okay. I have them all saved my computer, so we're good. No. Um, all right. So let's start this debate off, man. So Nick... You have guided me one way on a list. Brad has been juxtaposed the whole time on what he thinks is good on the book. So start us off on why well, you think we have, we have to, I was to say, well, we have to start off if we're going to do this debate because Nick and I agree on a lot of stuff. The, the problem is, is that you have certain parameters that you put on your list and we disagree on what to put with those. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So. Let, let's let's start. Let's talk about my list because I think talking about my list will set the guidelines for how y'all are looking at the list, how you want to approach it, and I think it kind of shapes y'all's opinion of the game. Kind of, you know, I think that's kind of cool. Like, why don't you start off by coming to the audience with your your proposition that you gave to me? Like, you're competing for best overall. You want to play competitively. You you got to have these models so you can do your painting things. Go through your process. So I wanted an army that I could paint and paint something that I wanted to paint and something that I could do what I do pretty well. So one of the things that I feel like is one of my strong suits is freehand. So I had to have models that had the ability to be a palette almost. So we had to have something with a big open space in the front of it. The other caveat I had, because I was going to play Tau, and what lured me to the dark side of Eldar was Wraith. And I said, I want to play a big block of either Wraith Guard or Wraith Blades, and that's non-negotiable. It has to be a block of 10, and so that was one of the cornerstones. Also in that mix, because it was something I feel like had to be in there, was the Avatar and a Wraith Lord. So those are kind of the, the grounds of it, and everything else was, can I get a palette for something large to paint, and is it cool? 
Yeah, I'd let <laughs> I, them have some leeway there because if it was good and it made the list playable, uh, I think there there was some serious stuff out there. You just threw out like you you threw a little bit of a little bit of time, a little bit of nothing in there. You just said, "I here's the barely anything that I want in my list, guys, that are non-negotiable." And here's 1,000 points models <laughs> that have to be in the list. This little well, thing. I know. When I'm building Blake's list, I'm thinking we got to have this 10-man Wraith Guard unit, Wraith Blades probably, because I like the axes and the shields. I'm thinking, okay, we got to have this Wraith Lord. Don't really know why I have a Wraith Lord if I have a Wraith Blades and an Avatar, but we have a Wraith Lord. It's not so bad. They're not like, they're, they're fine. And then we got an Avatar. He's pretty cool. I can work with an Avatar. So then I'm thinking, what's got to go with this stuff? A whole pile of Farseers, because that's going to power up your engine. So yeah, I agree 100% of that, because, and this goes for everybody playing Wraith anything. Wraith doesn't work unless you have buffs. So you're going to need at least one Warlock, probably two, because you're going to need all those buffs that go with it. I think we've, <clears throat> play, we've played it a little bit, so we can use our experience. Like, Fortune is just great for this. Guide is one of the best powers in the game. Doom kills stuff. You're not leaving home without those. And then I think, Blake, you said the army really needs Ghost Walk, which oh, makes perfect sense. My God, Ghost, Ghost Walk, Walk is with so the miracle dice. Critical, man. You get that. You get the fate dice. Auto nine, auto nines, baby. Dude, you're making. You're consistently making eleven inch charges, which I feel like is almost critical for the list because you have five inch move. It just makes you so much more mobile. Ghost Walk's crazy. And then there's. Protect we actually Jinx. think Protect Jinx is cuttable, but you probably want it because it's great. And then Quicken, I think you well, need Quicken. Especially in this, I think it changes a lot in this meta, though, too, because Jinx just takes people safe. So basically, everybody using armor and contempt, cool, you're ignoring one of my APs, but your saves one worse. It's just the whole, I, I'm, I'm with you, you know, about the end of the day, like, are we taking Quicken, Protect, two other Farseers, Avatar, just a, an app rate. Like, I know, there's, there's a lot of stuff. A lot here, of stuff. Yes. Can I uh, can I disagree about one thing there? Because having played the list, and I, I want y'all's opinion on this, actually. So I played the list, and I originally took... So I can only fit one Warlock. So that's the caveat. There, with all the crap that we have in there, you can really only fit one Warlock. I took Jinx because I was playing Marines, and I wanted to see how it would play into it. I felt like it was completely unnecessary. Because you have Ambush of Blades in the list, so you got AP on your melee attacks. Your Wraith Blades are hitting so hard with such high AP, it doesn't matter anyway for the most part. And the Avatar clearly doesn't need it. So is the little bit of shooting you have in your list actually worth it to have Jinx on there? Or would you rather have Quicken where you can be more mobile? I really like Quicken because it allows you to get Psychic Ritual and get it very safely, reliably, without committing anything. You throw your Farseer on a bike and you just fly him up there. And then you cast Psychic Ritual and then you Quicken his ass back. And you auto-pass that Quicken with a Fate Die. So you don't mess that up. And I'm actually been taking really a conclave now. To get I, like, I have a two man conclave actually because yeah, but if, if you, do, you don't kill yourself. Yeah, no, but if you take a, a three man conclave, you get two powers. A three man gets you two powers. Three man bike conclave gets you two powers and costs 105 points, as opposed to two single warlocks on bike, which costs you 120. What's so I have I have a single that? warlock on bike and a two man foot conclave, so it's 40 and 60. Yeah. The yeah, either it's it's you can do either one. You know what I mean? For me, I was debating on whether I wanted two. Uh, the debates on it, Blake, are one, they're not if you run it as a unit, obviously you can only do that now that we have basically almost no indirect coming out. If that changes, it won't be viable. It wasn't viable before because of that. So the big thing is on that, it's not a character. So yeah, obviously I'm not that worried about assassinate or anything like that, anyways, but I don't like to give up even chances for my opponent to give give up secondaries and i can get three guys more wounds uh on a squad 
Yeah, because the they're only twenty <clears throat> points when you take them as the unit, right? So two of them actually cost the same as one. Is that right, right or wrong? Exactly. And the thing is, is that if you the bikes are a little bit different because they're thirty five a piece if you bring them as a squad, and they're sixty a piece if you bring them individually. Oh, so it's seventy versus. <clears throat> that's crazy. Yeah. So you actually get six wins instead of three for a couple points more, but they're well, not get, character. You, you get nine at that point in time because you're going to take a three man because you want both powers. Oh yeah. I yeah. like splitting it up because then you. Uh, you oftentimes want your Jinx guy up in the face, like casting Jinx, and then it's sometimes in deny range. And I don't want my Quicken getting denied ever. So I like I like them in <clears throat> different spots. I, I I get what you're saying on that, and I'm back and forth on it. I'm really just trying to be stingy on points. And the thing is, is that the two guys on foot occasionally just don't get to where I want to be. And the other thing is, is that I really do think about taking the bike, the obsec bike. That is amazing. And just throwing it on a single warlock skyrunner. You know what I've been doing, and this this has been stupidly useful for being what it is. My jinx guy on a bike, he'll go out there, and then I'll fate die, slam that jinx off, and then oftentimes he'll perils because I'm using a fate die for a six. If I just roll out other six, he's taking the perils one sixth of the time, and one third of the time on that perils, he's gonna die because he's got three whole wounds. And I'm not playing all the way like some people. So in three games I played with this, he's killed himself twice. And then he's resed himself with a Phoenix gem. So that's been pretty cool. Is a Phoenix Same. gem good? I, I don't know. It's like kind of good, sort of. It doesn't do damage anymore. So it's a little bit to say about that. But you know, the best part about this is, and I this is one of the things I love about the Eldar book, is we just talked for 10 minutes about the different ways that you could play bring the warlocks. And I think those are all viable. Like yeah. literally taking one, taking a conclave, taking one conclave, taking one single, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot to be said for uh, all of that and being viable in this in this army. I really like the Eldar Codex quite a bit. Uh, people probably throw stones at me, but I, I think it's very, it has its ups and downs and it, it needs to be played with a lot of, it has a lot of complexity. So wheels can fall off it. I like armies like that. That are OP, to be honest, it has lots of great things it can do, but it isn't just push your unbelievably ridiculous data slates in front of somebody and just win. You have to basically use movement and psychics and all your tricks, your tricksy Eldar mojo yeah. to stop people from doing things. So, Blake, what else did, did I give you in this list? What else you got in the well, round? I want to jump straight to the point that y'all disagreed on, because that was how I sold the episode. I sold it as they're going to have this big this disagreement. So let's just jump right into the meat of the disagreement. One of the things that y'all both said was, this list needs ways to deal with tanks. Because right now, I have a lot of combat, pretty much, it's a bunch of plink damage on shooting, but really no way to reliable take down like tough targets with shooting. So... What Nick had put in the list for me, um, there were several options we had gone through, but what we kind of landed on was two um, War Walkers with double Bright Lance. And Brad disagreed with that. So I think that's where we go. Let's let's talk about that. You also had the bikes in there that I wasn't. I don't think they fit in as well with the Wraith Army. So uh, before we continue with this, because I need to know what chapter you are, because now you're Savage Blades. And I know I didn't give you Savage Blades when we last spoke. So you're Savage Blades and what else? What do you mean Savage Blades? Your custom your, craft world trait. Your craft world trait. Oh, because your craft world trait will really change what units gain and lose value. Like in Halo Doom, Dire Avengers are amazing. But in Ulthway, Brightlands will walkers go because that rerolled the wound in the fate dice. We're Uthway. You're Ulthway now. So no <laughs> savage blades. Okay. <laughs> um, with Ulthway, I like the war walkers. They have that rerolled the wound. It's pretty solid. 
they have the you have more fate dice, which you could actually say get some hit rolls when you want, and boom, boom. It felt really I, good. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a big fan of the Falcon now after playing it a decent amount. And the the reason I'm a fan of the Falcon is I can effectively not really null deploy, but they come in in turn one, so you can you just don't have to set them up. So there's zero chance your opponent can alpha strike you, or at least take those off the board. So with the Falcons versus the Warwalkers, they're kind of they're similar in that they both have two anti-tank shots. They're different in just about every other capacity, and they're not the same price point. So how to me it seems like you're taking a Falcon and you're you're getting your Warwalker anti-tank, and you're also getting a transport, and you're getting deep strike for something, and it's like 60 points more. So you're kind of Mixing the roles, so it's like double duty as your transport. Don't get ridiculous on it, Nick. It's fifty-five points more. My apologies. My apologies. Don't want to exaggerate. Buy that shuriken cannon. Um, (laughs) No, but I like uh, that. I found the Warwalkers advanced deploying, which your your deep striking turn one is pretty much the same thing. But then the the Warwalkers kind of just don't. They get ignored because they're like warwalkers. They just shoot all game. Whereas Falcons, I feel like a Falcon deep striking in the midfield is going to get ignored. Not get shot. He's not going to get ignored. Yeah, it's not going to get ignored. Yeah, it depends what you're trying to do with it. Because a lot of times you have something in it, and that's coming out and doing something, and they have to take care of what you just put in their face. So it just depends on where you want to do with it. In that, the only thing I don't like about and I've played with war. I have war. I have so many warwalkers. And I've put them on the board. And you sold I, me on Warwalkers. I, I do. No, 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 I still like the Warwalker. The only problem I have with Warwalkers is depending on the terrain that you're going to play on, just because of the fact that they have to walk around things. They don't have fly keyword. They still move yeah. quite a far, though. But like, you're mostly playing in the GW series, right? Yeah, that's like pretty much that and like Nova are like exclusively what I'm doing this year. So their terrain is pretty known format. Nova, I'm assuming, is going to come out with theirs because there hasn't been updated in quite some time. But GW... It's got the two big things and the two small ruins in the middle and the four big corner ones, and then the moves around Dawn of War. I like the Warwalkers in, in that format. I've actually used them. They control that middle terrain really well by just infiltrating but, uh, up to uh, it. On that, I like it's just it's sometimes when you're playing, especially in player place terrain, where you get a lot of people trying to put different lanes up, where they're trying to make sure they can't be shot. Thing, you know what I mean? So it, it becomes much more difficult to use them because you can't jump over walls and stuff. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like both, but uh, I I could see either one in the army. My my thing on that is, is that with a wraith army, I think that you need to go a little bit more into one way or the other. Like I don't think you can just plink here and there with a couple things that are shooting. You have to go and grab more on, especially if you're just straight earthway on that, because you're not going to get the volume, especially now with armor contempt, and you can't just fall back on indirect because. Indirect got that big nerf. <clears throat> I do think Banshees are a great unit. Like five Banshees are awesome add to Eldar, and a Falcon makes sense if you're taking Banshees because of that transport capacity. Um, Blake, what other stuff do you have in your list? So the list is the it's Uthway, it has the Avatar, it has uh, Baharoth, um, it has a unit of five Rangers with the little nets. Uh, it has a unit of 10 swooping hawks, a unit of five swooping hawks, a unit of five spiders, a unit of five um, of the bot jet bikes. Um, it has a solo viper with oh, the, scatter the, laser. What are the bikes equipped with? It makes a big difference to what we think about them. Uh, the catapult is the basic gun. Yeah. I want to take a scatter laser with 25 additional points, and the points are just so tight in this list because I took so many big things. 
Um, it has 10 of the Axe Shield uh, Wraith, Ga- or Wraith Blades, um, two Warwalkers with Bright Lances, and am I missing something in there? Oh, uh, a Warlock with uh, Weeping Stones, uh, Eldrad, obviously missing something, <laughs> Eldrad, uh, and then a and then two and then another farseer who has the magical Uthway uh relic. Ghost Town. Ghost Town, yeah, the Ghost Town, that's what it's called. That thing's freaking sweet. All yes, of Uthway stuff is sweet. It's really good. I would make the bikes either a four man scat laser or I would make them a tiny unit of guys that's just trying to take objectives and do engage and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the bikes as a move blocking tool. I found them super effective. Um, but I don't think you're trying to move block that much with this army. You kind of want them to come to you so you can start charging them with the rake blades. Yeah. Are we cutting the bikes then? Are we, are we doing this live? Are we talking about cutting the bikes? No. Well, we, it, See, in a, you have to we, make your... We change the bike's role. Because yeah. when they have the catapults, they fly 22 inches. They can advance and shoot because they're assault weapons. And then they don't suffer any penalty because battle focus. And they just shoot 20 shots at whatever. But more importantly, they're standing right in front of the other dude. Maybe you cast Will of Osirian on them so their objective secured and they steal an objective. Maybe they do rods for you and they move block. That's like a very suicidal role at short range. Whereas like you could give them scatter lasers for 25 more points, like what Brad was saying. And then they sit 36 inches away and shoot 30 shots from downfield and battle focus behind terrain over and over. So what weapon you have greatly changes how you use them. 100%. And I don't know if I'd build a big unit if I was going to do something that's going to move block because you're just wasting points at that point in time. So you take a four-man drop and you could take, because with the scatter lace, you basically negate the points of the fifth bike and then just Correct. put it. Yeah, so. I don't huh. think four scatter bikes do anything, but I, I like that in your army, it's just here's a bunch of saves to take and you don't otherwise really have that. That's kind of what Hawks do and you have 15 Hawks. Yeah, I was say he's already got that. I would just take, I, I'm not going to lie, I'd probably take something completely different with those points. Or you could cut the five-man hawk. I think because you had mentioned, Blake, you want the bikes from a painting perspective, right? Yeah. Like you're tr- you like the bikes for free hands. I can get with that. So I think the bikes, if you go to scatter lasers, they make more sense in your army because you get some long-range shooting. But because it's the same high quantity, no AP, one damage shots that your hawks are producing. Since we're trying to be diverse for the sake of it for painting, I think we cut the second unit of hawks, a little five-man. Yeah, I can see that. The five men really don't do much in the list, to be honest. Like uh, that didn't it, they felt redundant. The ten men was Hawks are freaking good though. Let's not uh, let's not uh, beat around the bush on that. Uh, the one game I played, I felt like man, these need to be uh, probably toned <laughs> down a bit. <laughs> they feel pretty unfair. <laughs> Dude, the Hawks are amazing, but I, I get the same thing. Like I found when you take the ten man Hawk unit and you cast God and you let it rip, like you don't need more anti infantry than that. You're good. Yeah, and it was kind of like. Uh, it, for those who don't know what they do, you're kind of just there and you move 14 inches and you're like, all right, um, I'm 18 off of you now. I'm moved 14 inches to get onto you. So like a 32, well, how far? Like 32 inch threat range. I'm blasting you. And then now I'm just 38, my friend. Don't sell them short. Oh, I played yeah. as 18. So I, I played them actually at a disadvantage. They still felt broken. So I played them at 18 <laughs> and I was just like blasting it. So it's like crazy range. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go anywhere on the board now. Um, see you later. I love that you call the strength for a gun that has no AP broken. <laughs> That's what it's we the are. mechanic. It's the mechanic. Oh, not the, oh no, I know it's yeah. the mechanic. It's just it's just so funny. You're like, what do they have? You're like, well, also like hold on to your kind of is so like four <laughs> shots per dude, and then six to hit auto wound, and then you cast guides, so you get a ton of hits, and then most of them wound because you're strength four and you got doom and whatever, and then you cast jinx, 
And then your two up armor save toughness eight knight is getting annihilated by swooping hawks. It's like take ten damage. And the thing is, you pick up everything that's not a six. <laughs> oh yeah, you pick up. You're just fishing for sixes. You're fishing for sixes. When when you roll forty dice four times for going for sixes, you end up with quite a lot. The thing is, is that Eldar can do some. They can take some units that normally wouldn't do a whole lot of anything, and they turn them into gems. They polish them up, make them shiny. Because you're going to figure that if you didn't have guides, didn't have to, a lot of these things just don't work. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Everything uh, looks good if you slap seven more psychic powers on it. Exactly. What did you do? Well, this unit was kind of lame, but then I cast Protect, Enhance, Fortune, <laughs> Guide, Olivia, Jinx and Doom on that other unit. Everything worked out. <clears throat> I, I know this is unbroken, so I can't say this, but I, um, I'm going to say it anyway. I cast Doom on five turns. I try to cast it four four turns. I try to cast it four of the five turns, and I got it off once. And that was with Eldrad casting it, failing to get any rerolls on the Fate dice for uh, any auto sixes for Fate dice, and failing to get uh, whatever the Doom roll is on a rerollable roll. Did you cast it first? Yes. <laughs> you get that I did. And I rerolled it and failed it every time. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So uh, I know what it feels like not to have Doom on Hawks, and it's uh, so great. It's there's a lot of things in there. Um, if, you know, seriousness, if you ever thought about playing, if you're just going to go for awesome paint and big wraith constructs, have you ever thought about actually running the Webway Gate? I've, you can Nick have talked about it. I think it's a, a decent option for the list, honestly. But we also discussed, you know, that depending on what terrain you're playing on, you could pro- you could possibly get pretty uh, pretty hosed well, by it. Hundred percent. However, it looks pretty cool, and it costs 80 points, and it could be something that you bring those big units through. Uh, and if you watch, slap it on your display board. It's going to be my display board. I do board. Don't think it sucks competitively. I think it's quite good. But I think it's on. It's like, uh, I don't want to marry it to Blake's list because he's only no, got a few practice I, games to play. And I'll give you that. It changes it. Yeah, that, it, that's true, 100%. I was just, I was looking from a thematic standpoint, and I'm also still thinking of the last episode of Exodite, so... I'm not there yet. No spoilers. I only watched the first one. You, you've literally had so much time to watch this now. I know. <laughs> I uh, I forgot about it, honestly, until you said that. I had it pulled up on my phone. I was watching it, and I got disrupted. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to finish that tonight. So, the so. Uh, the end is very Wraith Gatey, Webway Gatey. We never figured out what we're going to do with the points from your Hawks. Because I, I think we cut the five-man. We turned the, the five-man regular bike into a little scattered bike unit. And then we have 100 points left from these hops, like 70 points left. We have a unit of spiders already in there, but do you put uh, spiders? I don't know. The AP2, they kind of took a took a hit, right? I mean, like... The spiders are very experimental to me. Um, I've used spiders so, a few times. I've not, not found success with them. Brad has used spiders a lot, and he loves them. 66 shots that are blasts, so if you shoot something that's 11 or more, you're getting auto 30 shots. Thank you. I'm sorry, 36 shots. Uh, thank you very much. I'll take that all day long. Oh. You can do shenanigans with them too. 2d6 uh, battle focus. You can fall back if somebody tries to charge you. You can do shenanigans. I just don't get it. Like All of those sound great. Every rule you just mentioned is awesome. I put it on the board. I don't see results. I don't get it. 
<laughs> Spiders love me. That's the thing. Spider Arachnus Deficus. You've always been, uh, you've had like an affinity with the spiders. I think you're the missing spider XR. Like, we don't know where he is. That's you. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. You got I'm it. Dressed, I'm currently dressed up as a spider. If only we had the uh, video on right now. Dude, if we, uh, if we could get a Brad Chester warp spider XR model, I think <gasps> that'd be the most elusive model on the planet. Like, everyone would go buy it. DW's are listening. I feel like they should be listening. I, I definitely need a, a Brad Chester Exarch, Warp Spider Exarch model. Nick, run this up the chain of command. Make Brad the missing Spider Exarch. The best I, is it. I will let the CEO know. I'll CEO himself know. I'm going to like this idea. I, why is this model slightly smaller than all the rest of the models? <laughs> why is it running head first? Why is it, why is the, why is it modeled with his head ramming at something? <laughs> is that a I think your list wants more solo vipers. Does it want more? I actually. I actually also think that you need so you need stuff. You just you need the, units. You, you just need. don't have any units, man. You, like literally, it it does. You have a unit that literally moves at the speed of smell, which is the wraith wraith blades. And, and all of your characters are stuck behind it because that's the only place that's safe. So you have a thousand <laughs> points of your army walking like six inches a turn. Right. You have uh, a big monster which puts the beats on things, but still is a big monster, so it can be blocked and stuff. And most of your army is sitting in this little box, and I'm just going to leave and go take other objectives. <laughs> you just can't be very many. You need to be able to extend the board out. What are you going to take Stranglehold turn one with? A thousand points of Wraith Blades? <laughs> oh, you could you can uh, get it set up to where you can move those Rangers up there and just obsec it for a turn. Well, you don't you just don't want your Rangers to die. They're they're like legit valuable obsec for like yeah. a side objective with infiltrate. What, what I'm thinking is like turn one, you're going to roll an advance roll on your wraith plates, or maybe you're going to auto six it and they're going to move a whole mighty 11 inches. And they're not <laughs> going to make the center objective. And you're yeah. going to be like, why is my life suck? And it also you want something to be able to take R and D teleport homers, whatever you need. You need some stuff to take secondaries. You're going to table somebody and go, I scored a 50. <laughs> How do you, um, what is your secondary plan? My secondary plan would be to the last. I mean, to the last is what you're taking with this list for sure. It is the Avatar, the Wraith Blades, and what else? The Tin Man Sweeping Hawk. Yeah, that's a solid to the last. Two different things that are going to get killed, though. That hurts my soul. Nothing's going to get killed. That, that's, a, that's a great to the last set. Those Nothing's hawks are dying. Never die. I, I have I never think... lost the Hawk. I've lost the Hawks once. Okay, ready? Hawks are going to score you five points. You just said that I'm going to take these Units that only have melee options, and they're, they're my not going to die. They're going to get Gosh. ignored. Exactly what you just said, and they're going to score fifteen points because they got ignored. I okay. <laughs> Why don't you agree <laughs> with that? Is there one to kill? It's freaking ninth edition forty k. Everything dies. Okay, I have watched Jack walk the avatar with this avatar molten, molten ass with fortune in front of like Tau armies and survived that thing. Like the, the thing's insanely hard to kill. Two up, half damage, four up invul, fate dice for auto pass, big five scary up pain. Five up feeling pain. The dude just does not and, go down. And the other thing it's is like the, going down. with fate <laughs> dice, like you can save, you, you auto save a couple of the big shots. It's like he, I what's that strat that um, Death Watch has where they their their hits auto wound? Uh, it's uh, it's in the Army of Renown. I don't remember what yeah, it's called. They, it's they did that. They they had this giant unit with like aggressors, like all kinds of stuff. Like there's a bazillion shots into him, and the avatar just kind of shook it off. Had like eight wounds left after. I was like, oh, well, he can survive some stuff. He 
can survive stuff. And honestly, he's kind of quick too, and like relatively easy to hide. If you just uh, like get him damaged, like towards mid to late game, because no one's one turning him. Like even my Halo Doomless has to do turn him. So if he, you see, he takes a lot of damage, he needs to last go hide him behind a wall and start playing with your wraith blades. They're not going to do it again. <laughs> I. I hope the avatar crushes souls and he does slap hard, but he's still a dude that can get picked up if somebody wants to pay. Everything can get picked up, man. Like, what are your what are your psychic powers? I want to see if we can get a psychic secondary going and make it very reliable. Well, he needs another caster then. No, I think you, you can, can do it with two, can't you? Because you can slap the farseer on a bike, and you can send his ass out, and you can just cast psychic ritual and then he's got a ten man wraith blade, man. He needs protect. He's, he needs, he, he can't protect. He doesn't have two but runes of battle psychics right now. He no, needs another caster. Listen to the brown magic. Okay, hold hold your horses. So we got Eldred. He's gonna have your buff powers. He's gonna have plus one CP. He's gonna have guide. And he's gonna have fortune. Done. He's he's out of here. Forget him. He's gonna cast those three every single turn of the game. And then you got home skillet on a bike. Farseer on a bike. And he's got doom. And he's got ghost walk because he's like ghost walk. He's good. And then we got the. He's actually got a third power. He's got the ghost helm. Even better. Give him execution. That thing's yep. broken too. Yeah. So then we got a little warlock, warlock debate, right? Whether it's two warlocks on a three warlocks on a bike or the two man foot and the one guy I like, whatever. You got two powers there. So one's gonna be quick. Uh, and no, I'm saying that's my whole point. He does not have that right now. We're cutting the hawks. We have a hundred points sitting <laughs> in a box waiting to I be spent. Just said six times that we needed to add one more caster, and you kept saying no, we don't. I'm like, oh, I thought yes, you meant yes, we the do. Additional warlock that I thought was already in the list. <laughs> are you fighting? I'm scared. This is the aggressive agreement that we are known for. I'm just, I'm still sitting here going. I don't understand how Nick's going to get this second power out of this one warlock. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We're in agreement. Like you're adding a warlock. So okay. um, you're going to go out there with Farsi or McGee with the bike, and then you're going to be like, psychic ritual. And then one CP, if you feel like it, because Eldra got you one of those, you could be like, I'm going to doom this turn, or I'm going to execution this turn, or it's really important that I make this charge. I'm a ghost walk. Because all of those are just powers you want. You don't need to do all three at the same time, typically. And if you do, don't cast like a ritual. You can take a turn off. You could take two turns off, and you quicken his ass back. Well, you um, you missed one power, didn't you? don't have Will Vasarian in there, do you? I forgot Will. Okay, so you're, you're skipping Executioner. Yeah, okay. Fair it's enough. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I wasn't taking, in my actual one, I had Executioner. I wasn't taking um, the CP one. Dude, that list is awesome. Okay, so you want the Vipers. We're going to get... I think the five hawks become like a second solo viper and a random ass warlock because now our plan is walk to the objectives with the super unkillable avatar wraith lord wraith guard blob and kind of set up camp and sing some kumbaya songs and then that's your primary plan and then you've got stranglehold because you got all that stuff standing on the objectives and vipers for early game and then you've got to the last is pretty solid and you've got Psychic ritual is pretty solid. And I don't even think you need RD. Honestly, I don't really take it with Eldar much anymore, although I can. I got like no uh, options in this list for RD. Whenever I was playing, yeah. I feel like I feel like there was no hope for me doing that. I didn't take with, it. With, but. with the current list, you really don't have any options for it. I think instead of trying to slam that in there, I think you're done. You do your psychic, you do your to the last, and um, you stranglehold. And the games where you can't really take to the last because they have every melt the gun the Imperium has ever seen. Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough that. right now. I mean, Tyranids are not going to let you take to the last. 
No, that's not going to work for SNIDs. Not gonna work for Why, Nids, you can take because, Nids, you can take no prisoners because they have all the yeah they have gargoyles and pyrovores that throw because in. double double malice scepter and the the tyrant are going to make your life sad and they just really good in combat or what's the deal with those they just they dump mortal wounds at you and they're super durable for the cost uh, uh, everything has is more plus. wounds than it should just everything is more wounds than it should for points and then it does a ton of mortal wounds at short range. Every time the Mouse Scepters cast a spell, they do it with like bonuses to cast and 3d6 pick the two highest and stuff just goes off. And then if, they, if they're successful, the nearest unit within 12 just eats three mortals, eats three mortals. In, in addition to whatever else happens. Right. So they can do like Super Smite very well because they're like plus two to cast 3d6 pick the highest. And then that's d6 mortals. And then a spell went off. So that's three more mortals. And they cast like two more spells because they cast a ton. And take like six more mortals. And that's what I think the Vipers do for you. In addition to being fast and annoying and little nuisance things, you park a Viper in front of the Wraith Blades and it's Oathway. It's well, going to take three it, spells to go well, through that thing. Well, you could also park a Viper right in front of the Malice Scepter so they can't move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah just move go block. move block with the Viper. Go fly 22 inches and stand there. Yeah. I found the move, I found the Viper to be pretty, pretty. Freaking awesome move block, actually. My one game I played with it, and I only had one, so I think having another one wouldn't be bad. To find the, point, the point, the find the points for that, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind two single Vipers and like a three-man unit of just catapult bikes just to do all of the move block all of the time. I think we, I think that's better than the scatter bikes. I don't think the scatter bikes do anything here. I Especially because the Vipers all each have a scatter legion, so you sort of have it. So you just yeah. take a smaller a three-man unit with catapult and you just use them as harassment in the backfield? So you just you take block. your list as is. You're going to cut the two two bikes out of your five-man to a three-man and you get a little bit more move blocking out of it. The 40 points becomes a second Viper. So basically you have a 100-point thing becomes two things. And then you're going to cut the Hawks and then the Hawks become a second Warlock and also a third Viper. So again, cutting one thing, getting two things. So we've added four units to your list, which fixes the problem that Brad and I said that you don't have enough stuff. Yeah, you just you just don't have enough ability to stop things from happening because you don't want to move block with your expensive stuff or take your original first turn stranglehold with your expensive things. You want to hide. You don't want to take shots. You don't want to psychic dial. You don't want anything to happen to you. You want to set up. You so know, you throw you, you a 40 point Viper out there and it's like, okay, here you go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then you, you also, don't want to give up like six, seven points because you're taking a turn to set up and you don't want to rush your setup because you didn't take a Viper. Exactly. I mean, a Viper zooming out and standing between two buildings basically stops that Malice Scepter forever getting to you and then just dies. And then you can do it again. So if you can delay uh, their big damage, it's a big deal because then you can basically take turns to harass, do some pick up, you know, basically pick at them a little bit with things like hawks and stuff like that, do some damage, and then then you come out and do your big turn and hopefully pick up one of those Malice Scepters, for instance, uh, on your terms, as opposed to taking a ton of mortal wounds when they want to do mortal wounds to you. You know what's hilarious about this part, too, is I forgot we were recording, and this is like literally like something I've always wanted to do, like an actual coaching session on a uh, part two. So this is cool. This is awesome. Well, now you remembered and ruined the moment, Blake. I know I ruined it. I ruined, I ruined the magic. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. You're the ruiner. This is awesome. cool. This is really cool. I'm uh, I'm gonna go reroute my list, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. What I'm we not get. gonna lie. At this one, I wish we were doing video because I wish I could put up TTS for you right now and just po- point at what I want you to do. I'm very happy with this. I think 
I haven't felt like Vigilis has been finished for some time, and I'm still not sold on these warp spiders, but I feel like we're much closer to finish than we were before. I'm excited. I feel like having Brad uh, Brad's you're, you're okay with that because we're already losing the warp spiders and we're cheating. What? What? Are you bringing a battalion or double patrol? A patrol plus a uh, whatever the fast attack slot thing okay, is. So we actually are okay. Sorry. Yeah, he's, he's got six fast right now or seven. He's he's pretty yeah, it's pretty fast. Of, we're fast slotting it up. I just i I think that that's. I mean, one, that is the strength of Eldar is its mobility and its ability to jank. So it's not going to win by just out data shooting somebody. So you need to be able to do tricks. Yeah, I think that um, I, I, I was honestly really, really surprised at how freaking durable the Avatar plus that Wraith Blade unit really was, though. Like, it's hard. It is hard to take down. I think I think to last is actually a safe call on your list. And I think the Avatar might go down some games and you'll get a 10. That's yeah, okay. That Wraithblade unit, good lord, man. They are hard to kill. At T6 and with the minus one damage, like they don't move. I I thought like, oh, okay, maybe they'll maybe they'll die to some stuff, but I took some serious, serious uh gunfire from them. They I lost maybe like two guys. They're, yeah, they're especially especially when you add in feeling the pain, it's just gonna go insane. Yeah, they're they're nuts. Like you bring them in light game, turn three, they're in the middle, you know, coming out, doing partying, turn two, three, like they're solid. I like I mean, I like this list significantly more than I did before. Oh, sweet. I'm excited. I'm excited to paint that. Also the Vipers, I mean, they're they're a pretty sexy paint model too, honestly. You put so much free free hand on those, bro. They're smooth too. So you yeah. have tons of room. It's basically a canvas for you. Yeah, I re I recut <laughs> I cut up mine too, where they don't have a guy riding the bike, because I think the guy riding the back uh, the back looks kind of ridiculous. Like, can I can I get a personalized free hand on one of your vipers or um, your wraith lord? Oh, you want me to do the avatar Nick? Uh, you want yeah, avatar oh, yeah. Nick themed. Should I do? Yeah. Should I do like a brown, like a brown avatar, like uh, painted on one of my vipers? Avatar of not a body. Why don't oh you just get a? God. You got to get a sculpted head of Nick. No, I'm gonna. I'm, gonna I'm I Nick. If I have time, it's not gonna be one of my primary ones. But if I have time, I'm gonna do an avatar of Nick. Uh, Freehand on one of my vipers. Absolutely, I, I love to I see love, it. I love everything about this. It's the name of the, it's the name of the army. I told Nick this for a while back because we were making it, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you're playing you're playing Eldar. I can coach you again." Like, because I was gonna, it was a whole thing, and um, he's gonna play Tau, and he was gonna cheat on me with Siegs, and I was yeah. like, "Are you serious right now?" Yeah, he was real upset about it. So he he spent all the Arkansas trip trying to tell me I wasn't playing Tau, and I was like, "Now nah, I'm gonna play Tau," and then I was like, "Ooh, Wraith." So it worked. It worked. He won me <laughs> over. Love everything about it. Every time I brought up the towel, he's like, well, maybe you're not going to play towels. Like, eh, I don't see. But So I have to ask you, Blake, were these two episodes a success for what you had in mind for our, our year anniversary episode? I think they're perfect. To be completely honest, like especially this part two is like literally the perfect one year anniversary thing. I think it's per- this is exactly what I wanted. Like uh, this is what I'd, I'd like to see in Unbroken moving forward is like, Bringing someone on, coaching them through like uh, a list. I think that's cool. Maybe we'll do that. That's hundred percent. I love it. Maybe that's we bring awesome. on someone. Maybe we bring on a, a war room member or something like who really wants to work on their list and they have like an interesting idea. Because we're not doing any crazy meta stuff. That's obvious. Like I want like a wacky, wacky thing. We bring on a war room member. I think that'd be kind of neat. We do that. We're recording video and we're looking at it either on a real board or TTS. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it. Maybe we'll do that. I think that's a an interesting I'm ambition. Concept. A lot of ideas here. Love to see it. Yeah. Well, all right. go getters. <laughs> well, happy one year, everybody. We're gonna keep it going for another ten years and a decade. Brad will be sixty. 
and uh, we'll celebrate a 60th anniversary on a live stream. So uh, here's to that. That's our goal. And uh, make sure to join us for episode 49, the start of a new era, a new year. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War and the Art of War Down Under podcast on the competitive 40K network. The Art of War 40K.com.